Welcome to the Lock of Law 2 podcast where I talk about how I see 10-9. I'm your host, Larry Wiggs. And today I will be reading a blog post of mine from my website at lockalaw2.com. The title of this blog post is Retelling of My Nagasaki Nightmare. It was written in 2013, and what, nine years later, now I am incorporating my podcast, my blog, and my YouTube videos um, to give my audience a dynamic experience when they come to check me out. So thank you for joining me, and let's get into it. You can... Read along with me at my site, lockalaw2.com, and you can find this blog post. It's entitled, Retelling of My Nagasaki Nightmare, and it's located uh, under uh, the category of Asia, because it was written when I was in South Korea, when I lived and worked in South Korea. So if you find that, you can follow along. And uh, let's get into it. Oh, before I forget, we're listening to the sounds of Cream Records. You know what Cream means. Cash rules everything around me, made popular by the Wu-Tang Clan. The Cream Records um, are based in uh, Berlin, Germany. Smooth sounds to back up this story. So... All right, y'all, let's get into it, shall we? Retelling of my Nagasaki Nightmare. I had a nightmare today. Parts of it stem from my trip to Nagasaki. I was in my apartment on what was a humid Sunday afternoon, July 7th, 2013. I slept for much of the day. At some point, I must have begun to experience rapid eye movement because I was dreaming. The following is a retelling of the dream I had. It was a scary dream, so it is probably best described as a nightmare. It was nighttime. I was driving. My co-worker was in the passenger seat. We were having some sort of conversation, but I became irritated with the topic of our discussion. And perhaps it was a sense of paranoia that came over me, but I wanted to get out of that car. My coworker tried to convince me to remain in the car. It was at this point that I saw a fighter jet in the sky. It was preparing to drop bombs in our vicinity. I became so paranoid that I began to think that I was the target of the bombs. I saw that the fighter jets were flying overhead and that they were identifying targets on the ground. I wondered if it was better and safer if I were out of the car. I rationalized that being away from the car made me inconspicuous. I also thought the car was giving off some signal, making it easier to locate from the sky. 
I remembered that my cell phone was in my pocket and I thought that my cell phone was also giving off a signal that the fighters in the jets were able to pick up. I thought that if I was the target of the attack, that I would need to send messages to my family via my cell phone before I was killed. So I frantically wrestled with my phone to send my mom, dad, and whomever else I could send a message to before the bombs were dropped. Since I had been driving through a neighborhood when I stopped the car, I got out and ran to a home. I climbed the walls and tried to hide. The aircraft flew over the scene. Like a video game, I could see the trajectory of the bombs outlined in front of me. I knew that my car was within the range of the bomb's destruction. I could tell the house would not be destroyed. So I entered the house through an unlocked window and the residents awoke. I didn't want to be shot, so I ran out of the house only to be confronted by my coworker. Again, feeling unsafe, I ran away from my coworker. Sensing that my demise was imminent, I ran toward what happened to be the family who lived in the house. By this time, they were outside the house. They had children. I ran toward the children, crouched down, and grabbed them. I was a coward because I thought that if I would die, that it would be better if others died with me. There were three children that I grabbed and held next to me. We waited for what I thought would be a nuclear bomb attack. I expected the intense heat to vaporize us instantly. Holding the children, fearful, I waited. It was at that point that I heard sounds coming from outside my apartment and I started to wake up. So I'm coming out of this nightmare. I was brought back into the reality that I was not going to be killed and that there weren't any military fighter jets flying above my head. Sweating slightly, I felt relieved. This nightmare actually includes many real experiences from my life. The interpretation of the dream, however, is unknown. Now, first, I was usually the designated driver when my coworker and I headed downtown for happy hour. Second, fighter jets flew over the university where I worked every weekday. And third, I visited Nagasaki on my trip to Japan two weeks prior to writing this blog post. The reference to bombs dropping would more than likely stem from that trip. And, and fourth, I used my cell phone to remain in contact with my family. So all of those aspects were true. All in all, I was happy that this nightmare was over. Now fast forward to 2022, and I will say this, unbeknownst to me at the time, after visiting Nagasaki in 2013, um, I would visit Hiroshima in 2015. 
I traveled to Japan three times in 2013 and I also traveled to Japan five times in 2015 all right of course as I'm as I'm explaining this to you I didn't know what what the future held for me so I didn't know that I would be traveling to Japan that much the reason being I love Japan I still do furthermore um, I was completely unaware that the Manhattan Project that created the nuclear bombs dropped on Nagasaki and Hiroshima was headed by the Army Corps of Engineers and scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer. I didn't know that. But I was made aware of that recently because uh, I learned that the... What did I write here? Lastly, it was one. It was at one of the several locations where the bomb was developed that I had. I'm going to turn the music off here. Okay. Excuse me for a second. Lastly, it was at one of the several locations where the bomb was developed that had those familiar numbers linked to it. Okay. 109 East Palace was one of the addresses where the bomb was developed. And it's a pretty significant address and location. There's been a book written about it. It's entitled 109 East Palace. All right. So there you have it. That's the retelling of my Nagasaki nightmare and the link to 109 or 109 as I like to call it. Okay, so please check out my blog site. Please check out my videos at YouTube at IC109. And thank you for listening to uh, this podcast. All right, peace and have a blessed day.